In 2008, the Affordable Care Act, better known as Obamacare, created numerous protections for women's health that did not exist before. They included not charging women more for health insurance than men, mandates for contraception, prenatal care, maternity care, cancer screenings, and other forms of preventative care. The protections against pre-existing conditions also extended into women's health to include histories of domestic violence, pregnancy, or prior C-sections. And yeah, you heard that right. Domestic violence and pregnancy used to be considered a pre-existing condition that could bar a woman from receiving health insurance. But Obamacare changed all that. Now, the American Health Care Act, or Trump Care, is going to change a lot of things. But it's not going to change any of those protections. The bill is a reconciliation bill, which means it can only make financial changes to the budget and cannot create or eliminate mandates. Reconciliation bills can pass through the Senate with just 51 votes, meaning Republicans would not need a single Democratic vote to pass the new law. Changing the protections and the mandates would take 60 votes, and likely Democratic opposition would kill any proposal. However, that doesn't mean Republicans don't want to change the protections on women's health. This is evident in an exchange that went viral last week between Representative Mike Doyle, a Democrat from Pennsylvania, and Representative John Shimkus, a Republican from Oklahoma. I'd just like to say to our, our friend from Oklahoma, none of us think this bill is perfect. I, I've never heard a single Democrat say that this bill was perfect. We, we knew that it needed work, and we wanted for the last seven years to work with Republicans to try to improve this bill. You guys weren't very interested in that. I'm not sure what the gentleman is talking about when he talks about mandates. What mandate in the Obamacare bill does he take issue with? Certainly not with pre-existing conditions or caps on benefits or letting your child stay on the policy to 26. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm curious, what is it we're mandating? Would the gentleman you, yield? Yeah, sure. What about men having to purchase prenatal care? Wait, I'm just, every, well, I, is that not correct? Uh, uh, reclaiming my time. And should they? Reclaiming my time. Whoa, 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 There's whoa, no whoa, such whoa. thing as a la carte. Regular order. Regular. There's no such thing as a la carte insurance, John. You don't, you don't get the... That's the point. That's say, the point. That. We want the consumer to be able to go to the insurance market and be able to you negotiate tell, on a plan. Reclaiming my time. Whoa, you tell whoa. me what insurance company will do that. There isn't a single time. insurance company in the world the, the that does that, John. Time. The so gentle- you're talking about something that doesn't exist. Representative Shimkus of Oklahoma is not alone in his belief that men should not have to pay for women's health care. Proponents of this idea want a la carte insurance programs, meaning they can pick and choose what they want to have covered. Critics of Mr. Shimkus say his demands are hypocritical since health insurance plans such as Medicare have long covered men's health, such as prostate exams and Viagra. Meanwhile, medication for things such as vaginal dryness, contraception, and basic prenatal care have long gone uncovered and are still hotly debated. But let's move on to what Trump Care would actually change under the current proposal. Trump Care only makes a few changes from Obamacare when it comes to women's health, but those changes are dramatic in scope and consequence. The new bill would bar Medicaid recipients from using Medicaid in Planned Parenthood clinics regardless of if that clinic performs abortions or not. In Wisconsin, Medicaid is known better as BadgerCare, and over 55,000 women in Wisconsin use their BadgerCare at Planned Parenthood clinics. 
Planned Parenthood has 22 clinics in Wisconsin, and according to the Director of Government Relations at Planned Parenthood, Nicole Safar, half of the Wisconsin counties the organization serves lack access to any other health care options. If they prevent Planned Parenthood from participating in the Medicaid system and and they say that that we're no longer an eligible provider, that means 50,000 of our patients might qualify for Medicaid, but they will have no access point to actually get the health care. So uh, it's really disingenuous, I think, for um, politicians to be talking about, um, you know, Medicaid coverage and, and if you can purchase health care if there are not doctors to actually see the patients. And I think it is um, Speaker Ryan that made the promise, you know, nobody is going to lose their doctor. Well, the caveat to that is nobody is going to lose your doctor unless you go to Planned Parenthood. As we've said, women's health is one of the most hotly debated topics in politics today. With funding for things as simple as cancer screenings being lumped in with complex issues like abortion. Harvard Safar says abortions account for less than 3% of procedures conducted by Planned Parenthood clinics in Wisconsin. I mean, I think you're absolutely right that abortion um, is an incredibly complicated and emotional issue for a a lot of people, and people have very varying opinions on it depending, you know, on on yourself. Um, But what we found at Planned Parenthood is the vast majority of voters, both in Wisconsin and across this country, support the preventative health care that Planned Parenthood does at our clinics, the, you know, birth control, STD testing, well women exams, um, cervical cancer screenings, most people support that and understand that by providing that prevention health care, we are helping women avoid unintended pregnancies and therefore avoid um, abortions. So it is something that makes sense to voters, and the controversy of it is solely within elected officials, you know, in, in the state capital and in the um, federal capital. 86% of Planned Parenthood's patients qualify for Medicaid, making it the largest safety net healthcare provider in Wisconsin. And three quarters of the clinics serve rural areas, many of which, again, lack access to other healthcare services. And as for rumors that Trump offered Planned Parenthood a deal, that he'd continue to fund the organization if they stopped all abortion, well, Safar says that was a bunch of hogwash. Well, I think any negotiations on that were all in the president's head um, because that there this wasn't a discussion that, that was had. And a quick update to the story since it last aired, negotiations between the White House and the Freedom Caucus went on to include mandates that protect women's health, including coverage for pregnancies and births. For WORT News, I'm Alejandro Alonso Galvan.